It's time for BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, breaking down all the betting angles you need to put money in your wallet. First, I've got to go with Atlanta. Careful, don't let this number get completely out of hand. I know it already jumped a point during the show. Atlanta Hawks at Toronto. Again, the Raptors without five players, including Van Vliet and Siakam. Uh, I don't mind taking the Atlanta Hawks. Five seconds. Trey driving. Trey looking. Gets rid of it. Tony Snell for the win. Good! He beats the buzzer. And the Hawks have the victory. 121 to 120. On the BetQL Audio Network. Yeah, the key thing is they did win at the buzzer thanks to a Tony Snell three, but they were not able to cover the point spread. Oh, that was a gut-wrenching one. Uh, Yesterday was interesting. A lot of results. Ended up uh, playing probably way too many NBA and college games. Uh, Too many for my liking. Welcome in to BetQL Daily on this Friday. Chris Raji was so great last week. Eli Hershkovich said, let's get him back this week. So he's going to be here for the next three hours with me. We're here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the BetQL Audio Network. You can always listen live on Radio.com. You can watch us on the video stream on YouTube. Just check out the Radio.com sports page or just listen to the pod. Alex Christensen will be here to talk NBA later this hour. Hour number two, Dallin Cuff to talk some college hoops. I think I saw him on TV like at 1 a.m., so... Appreciate that. He was on TV all day yesterday. Oh, day and night. I I saw him on at like 1130 Central Time, and the last game didn't start yet. (laughs) It was ridiculous. All day. Good for him. Uh, Speaking of ESPN, Chris Felico will be here. The Bear. We'll talk some college hoops, golf. He's got some soccer plays over the weekend. We'll talk ALNL MVPs for the upcoming baseball season. Eli's hanging out. And, of course, we'll have our best bets. Eli Herskovich, the EP, board op, Jake Hassan in downtown Chicago and Philadelphia. We've got Dylan Burns directing and Jake Galley on the graphics. Hey, Joe, you oh, mentioned that, yeah. that that Hawks game right off the top. Did you see the, the? it's something like a decade since the Hawks have had a buzzer beating three? Doesn't that seem like an unusually it? long? Yeah, it's like a really long Jesus. time. Yeah. Like, That's ridiculous. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, it just seems like to win a game. You know, at, at the very end, I mean, I'm sure yeah. it's happened at, at halftime or whatever, but the first time in, I believe it was 2010, the last time they've had that happen. That just seems like an unusually long time to go between having that happen for you. I don't know if I'm, uh, I don't know about you, but if I'm down to, I have Trey Young on my team, I have time to drop a play. I'm going to go for it all. I'm going to go for the win with Tony Snell every time. Yeah. And it worked out yeah. for him. Why not? <laughs> Why the hell not? Go ahead and do it. Joe, this oh. is another uh, real quick. I, I I know that you probably I didn't get a chance to hear yesterday, but everybody in sports was highlighting what March 11th meant in in the scheme of sports and mm-hmm. how important it was last year in 2020 when everything kind of fell apart. And we knew I almost think that. So March 11th, 2020 was. I think the realization of, oh my God, this is really bad. But it was March 12th where everything was like the, the actualization of all of it. Because if you remember, they, they canceled the NBA games the night before. NHL put out the statement on the 12th saying, no games tonight, we're, we're done. Yeah. Major League Baseball, you remember that the Grapefruit League was playing games 
And then Major League Baseball, while they were in the middle of their games, they put out a press release and said, as of 4 o'clock Eastern, all of their games are canceled. So it was really March 12th. So we're, we're like one year away from when everything really came to a, a screeching halt. We do remember, yeah, the, the Rudy Gobert moment, of course, stands out in his post-game yeah. press conference and what he was doing. Touching all the mic- mics. Yeah, with the microphone. It's all fake. It's not real. And I remember the ACC tournament was called. But the, the last uh, sporting event that I remember, and I was thinking, why are they still playing? It was the Friday at the players in the PGA Tour. And then once oh, yeah. that ended, that was it. Like All Friday, it's the only sporting event going on. I'm like, what are they doing? Right. There's no way they're going to finish this tournament. I remember thinking that during those Grapefruit League games, because we had just left. I was working for the station in St. Louis on the afternoon show. We had just been um, about three weeks prior in Jupiter because we were doing our show that week from Jupiter, Florida, from Cardinals camp. And, you know, they had the hand sanitizer out and they were, you know, just it was pre masks. It was before all that stuff. And we got back and then gradually it started to become a thing. And we knew that we were going to have to deal with this. But I remember the Cardinals are in the middle of a Cactus League game and they're finishing it. And we're all like, what are they doing? Why are they playing right now? The NBA canceled. It's inevitable that the rest of these games are going to cancel. And. You know, you you, ca- you cancel Cactus League, but you don't ca- uh, you know cancel Grapefruit that right. day. Just a really, really strange day. But I do think that March 12th is actually the culmination of everything. On the 11th, we knew that things mm-hmm. were serious. On the 12th, that's when reality hits you in the face. You're right. And something else, it's non-sports, but it, I just have a vivid memory of it. I'm sitting on my phone watching all the markets crash. People oh, are yeah. freaking, freaking out. I got to get cash. And Bitcoin went down to 3,800. And Ranji, one year later, on this Friday morning, I'm looking at it right now. It, it was 3,800 one year ago. Today, it's 56,000 <laughs> for one Bitcoin. It's crazy. What, what was Dogecoin? Do you know? I don't want to know. No. I've talked about it on the show. I, I sold mine a couple years ago. You told me you were tired of looking at it. Yeah, this was stupid. <laughs> it was gross. It was like point zero zero zero. Yeah, I know. I don't want to yeah. talk about it. Uh, college basketball yesterday. So that we didn't get that last year. The, the uh, Thursday with all of the games, day into the morning, into Friday morning. And the, the number one takeaway that I had wasn't the teams that advanced from the quarters to the semis or round two to the quarters and all that stuff. It was about the losers yesterday because we start the morning off with the bad news about Duke. So they're not playing. They don't even play their game. So they're out. Kentucky loses. They fought their way back, but now they're out of the tournament. So it's the first time since 1976, both Duke and Kentucky are not going to be in the tournament. Other losers probably in, but maybe a little close UCLA. Michigan State, Syracuse, and then there are some good teams that are going to be probably top three seeds, West Virginia and Villanova, yeah. all out on Thursday. That That's what really popped to me. So, some good teams and some teams that we're used to seeing every March, writing down their names a couple of times in the brackets. Uh, they're not going to be listed when we get the brackets out on Sunday. That Villanova, a bit of a stunner. I, I'm, I'm not all that surprised about North Carolina, Virginia Tech, just because those two teams, I think they were 
Um, uh, well, Carolina was just two and one against them. So th- th- that's that could have happened. It's not completely unusual for that to happen. But uh, yesterday was a really interesting day, I think, just from the standpoint of having a lot of games to watch. And it, we were starved of that, as you mentioned last season. We were starved of the tournament. We were starved of a lot of the conference tournaments just being able to have basketball on all day long and then getting it today. I mean, we're, we have a game, what in like an hour isn't the first yes. game in an hour today. So yeah. we're, we're, we, there, there's so much basketball over the next couple of days. It, it'll feel like it's not enough still just because we, we have gone literally two years without having this much ball in one day, by the way, Virginia, their game. I don't think we, we talked about this yet. Virginia has had a COVID case. Uh, that game is canceled tonight their game against uh who are they supposed to play can't remember georgia now. tech georgia tech yeah that game so is the, off so the result is georgia tech advances to the acc title game after their one win yesterday yeah. in a close game and uh eli you you can jump on for this so ranji we talked about it earlier this week that georgia tech maybe they could win the acc so after one win they have they end up advancing to the title game and you could get them over the weekend at one place at 40 to one. I, I know Monday morning when we talked about it on the show, they were available at a bunch of uh, sports books at 25 to one on oh. Monday. And now they're automatically in the title game. Oh yeah. boy. It's, it's brutal. I mean, listen for people that bet Georgia tech, good for you. Yeah. I would say they, have a, they would have had a pretty good shot to at least cover or we're not right today against Virginia. Even if the game was played because the matchup pretty well, assuming their point guard, Jose Alvarado, was good to go. But, yeah, I mean, it's a little concerning, but at least it's just in one conference for right now, one bubble, I guess. So, But it's going to be a different situation. Eli, we addressed this a little bit yesterday. Completely different situation a week and a half from now once the tournament starts. If you have five guys good to go, they're going to play. That's crazy. You're going to have no substitutions whatsoever. But I, I guess <laughs> you – I mean, you have to do what you have to do at this point of the year, right? And um, it will be – I, I think the way they're doing it is if a team in that first round game, we're talking about the, the field of 68 here. If, if a team cannot play because of COVID, one of the first four out or the last four out or whatever. Yes. One yes, of those yes. teams will, will take the place of, of that team. So, which Hopefully, is, yeah, yeah. It's I, confusing. <laughs> I, I mean, but what else are you supposed to do? There's nothing else you can really do here. I I mean, you can have an outright forfeit, but you certainly don't want that early on. You just have to hope that as the the tournament goes on and we get to week three, you know, you start to get to the round of 16. You you hope that all of these teams stay far from COVID. So are they just going to stay the whole time in Indianapolis? I think you'd have to. Yeah. Right? I mean, the only thing that works... The only thing that works for sure is a bubble. It's yep. the only thing that works. And they're not going to be able to do a true bubble. Not with that many players and people involved. But, you know, you have to do some kind of bubble. Uh, Eli, congratulations for one day. I'll say this. Because the two conference tournaments that you were pumping up, Big 12, take Texas. And you also said take Seton Hall. But you do have to admit, you got a little bit of lucky uh, with those coin flips. Seton Hall forced to overtime against the Johnnies. And then Texas, you just got out of that one. 
Yeah, I was pumped about Texas. That was a little bigger for me just because I'm higher on them. Seton Hall was, I would say Texas was lucky. Seton Hall had had a bunch of chances to put the game away, just couldn't do it. Texas was the comeback down by five with two plus to go. But now Seton Hall gets Georgetown. The market pretty high in Georgetown right now. Seton Hall just a two and a half point favorite. And then Texas right now is slated at a pick. I'm on Texas tonight, tonight against Kansas. We know the Big 12 is great, and just living in an area that's Big 10 country, all year you hear it, so you just start repeating it. Big 10's the best. Big 10's the best. And they have the, the, the top-end talent with two teams in the top four right now. But watching those Big 12 quarterfinals yesterday, and all four of them were great matchups, even a team like Kansas State hanging with Baylor, Oklahoma pretty close against Kansas. You had the great finish with Oklahoma State and West Virginia and just talked about Texas, Texas Tech. That conference is just as good as the Big Ten. Yeah, I think it's better. because you do? Yeah, well, you have Michigan and Illinois. Both of those teams are title contenders. There's still the gap between Baylor and Gonzaga or Baylor and Gonzaga and then the rest of the group. Illinois, to me, is has the best shot to knock off either of those teams because Michigan has the Eli Brooks injury and some people are saying he's just going to be out for the big 10 tournament. There's, there's some news that he might come back today. I doubt it. And then some people are saying that he might come back the second weekend, which would be detrimental for Michigan in a potential second round matchup, even against an eight or nine. So, but the big 12, you have Baylor, you have Kansas and they're going to get McCormick back for the NCAA tournament. You have Texas, you have Texas tech who, can win a game. I mean, as much as I like Texas yesterday, it's still a Texas Tech team that is one of the better coaches in the country and a pretty yep. good defense. So just in terms of making a run amongst all of your teams in the conference, I like the overall outlook of the 12. Yeah, I mean, it's it's so disappointing about the ACC. Eli, uh, one more, because we, we um, were texting about the show a couple of things that – that we were going to do, we had an open segment, whatever, behind the scenes stuff, nobody cares. Uh, did you did you make it through the end? Because you're like, yeah. Because I was like, there's a game that's about to start. It's 1130. Yeah. And Eli's like, yeah, I'm he's going Cal, to bed. Right? Yeah. He's like, I'm going to Cal, bed. Cal, but, then about, but then about 15 minutes later, I see him like live tweeting. Like, So you watch that entire himself, game, man. didn't you? Yeah. He cannot help himself. <laughs> I had to watch Bill Walton for at least a half. I didn't have a bet on the game. I did too. I got sucked into that crap. Dave Pash and Bill Walton might be the best play-by-play color uh, commentator combo in sports. It's it's just it's not it's not a it's not a play-by-play conversation. It's just Bill Walton interrupting. Yes. It's it's the best. Yeah. You know what it is? It, and I honest to God, I've never met him. There's no way it's an act. I think for a while I thought like okay, this dude's just pretending to be weird. But he's just weird, and yep. it's perfect, and it's awesome. And the relationship, whenever he's able to call games with uh, Benetti, those games those, are those really are good. good because Jason plays so well off of him. Yep. Uh, Eli, by the way, Seton Hall, 2-1. to one. In Texas, 3-1 to one. now. Got some good value. Good value. Yeah. It's, it's too late to jump in, right? Especially, I, I'd say with Texas it is, because that's a tough oh, yeah. road. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I mean, then again, if you... What about Texas today at a pick minus one ten? Yeah, I would say so. You, you could probably get Texas as a dog tomorrow against Baylor, assuming they make it. All right, that's Eli Herskovich. It's Joe Ostrowski with Chris Ranji on BetQL Daily. Coming up next, we'll move to the NBA. Alex Christensen will join us later on this hour. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.